This is the Huskies Game Prep Podcast with your hosts, Sam Getzinger and Joey Erickson. Huskies Game Prep Podcast, episode number eight coming your way. Sam Getzinger. And Joey Erickson. How we doing, buddy? All pretty good. We had homecoming this past weekend, uh, a lot of sports. Uh, I was yeah. pretty busy jumping around to all the different venues we have here at Hallenbeck Hall, and then you got to go over to the Herb and Husky Stadium because it seemed like every sport was here, and it was uh, it was an exciting time, yeah, that's it was for a, sure. It was a little hard to keep track of everything, but that's okay. That's our mm-hmm. job here today. We're yeah. going to recap everything that happened over this past homecoming weekend. We're going to preview everything that's coming up this weekend. And we have a big interview with two members of the St. Cloud State women's soccer team, a couple of seniors, mm-hmm. Nicole Freeze, Claire Shea. They're getting honored on Senior Day coming up on Sunday. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. I was about to say, no better time to have them on the pod because uh, they're getting recognized this Sunday, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun for them. I, I think it's going to be pretty emotional, too. Uh, I think you know, when they, they tried get out to play it off, yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I had I tears to my eyes coming. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a fun conversation. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a couple of good stories in there as well well that we all dove into which I think everybody's going to enjoy but it was a great weekend I had to catch up on some sleep as well because of how busy it was did you I did not yeah a lot of Friday night lights watching as well because that's back on Netflix I know you and me are are diving into that yeah we're having a lot of a lot of fun just kind of binge watching that and that's probably the reason we're not getting enough sleep but uh, oh 100% shameless plug to Friday night lights (laughs) after you're on the Huskies game prep podcast (laughs) Uh, we're going to focus on everything in St. Cloud State uh, in that realm Mm -hmm. here today Uh, it's fitting. Let's talk about the women's soccer team. They were in action this past week, and uh, it's getting it's getting pretty chilly. And, and we talked with Nicole mm-hmm. Freeze and Claire Shea. Uh, we just went out and played a round of golf. Yeah, uh, hands, freezing. Hands felt like bricks. Yeah, like hitting rocks constantly. Yep. You can't feel your hands. It's numb. It, it's just it's no fun. So I can't imagine. You have to add running to that. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it's warm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, going up and down, you're running miles. Uh, I'm sure it's it's not the, the most fun thing in the world, but like uh, they mentioned, it, it, they've gotten used to it. They've oh, been yeah. around the block a couple times. Yeah, see, these are Midwesterners here. Yeah, that's Most true. of the gals on the team, you are from the the deep south, so you guys don't get these 40-degree uh, no fun blistering golf balls hitting your, your sticks every once in a while. But nonetheless, let's talk about this past weekend for the St. Cloud State women's soccer team on the road uh, during homecoming. The only uh, team, right? I think uh, they, them, and uh, there was another one as well. Swim and Dive Swim was dive, also yeah. on the road as well. Uh, they traveled to MSU Mankato on Friday. Uh, had a, a day to come back home and enjoy the homecoming festivities on Saturday, and then they went uh, back down south once again mm-hmm. to Concordia, St. Paul. Uh, a tough weekend for them, and we touched on it a little bit in the interview coming up with Claire Shea and Nicole Freeze. A uh, lot of great competition in the mm-hmm. NSIC, and the Mavericks and the Golden Bears, they're right up there at the yeah. top. Uh, uh, Minnesota State came into this matchup on Friday, 8-2-1, and 6-1-1 in conference play, and St. Cloud State played them very, very close. Yeah, I mean, only a one nothing loss, so it was 1-0. It was Ginny Vetter for the, the Mavericks, and, I mean, 80 minutes of, of scoreless yeah, play, yep. and then eventually the Mavericks pot one, and, and once again, it's just one of these games where even when they're coming out on the losing end, it's just so close. Uh, I mean, it's just a goal that separates you between a couple of these teams, and sometimes it's just one bounce goes your way, and, and then next thing you know, you're on the winning side of things. Ten shots, four on goal for uh, St. Cloud this go-around. Mavericks had six 
six on goal, so they they kept up in that aspect, but the goalkeeper was just a little bit better for the Mavericks, and they mm-hmm. come out on top. But uh, another close loss for St. Cloud State. Now uh, it was three and five after dropping that one and two. Still kind of in the middle of the pack, an opportunity to finish strong because they're trying to get back to 500. Right. Uh, Minnesota State Mankato, you mentioned 14 shots. Six of them were on goals. So uh, a game where St. Cloud State, we've we've looked at the numbers all season long, a team that can really pepper some shots. And mm-hmm. this was just good defense played all around. And and you said it. There wasn't a goal scored till the 82nd minute. And it was by Jenny Vetter down there for the Mavericks. And look at that number yeah. by her name. 12 <laughs> goals on the season. Well, she has no problem finding the net, obviously. It's so if she has the, the ball on her foot, anywhere near that goal, it's probably going to go in most of the time, and obviously she proved it 12 on the year. I mean, that's got to be an SIC leader by quite a few, or at least up there. I would imagine. <laughs> I, I would imagine that's making mm-hmm. some national talks as well. Mm-hmm. So again, as I mentioned, Saturday was a travel day, and of course, uh, this travel day is pretty much, you know, a lot of these teams are spread out. you got to yeah. stay in a hotel. Uh, these gals were able to come home for a little bit, which was mm-hmm. nice. Uh, enjoy the Saturday festivities, maybe catch the, the hockey game that happened at the Brooks Center. We'll talk about that a little bit later on as well. You can hear our opinions on that. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it for a little bit. Uh, and then on Sunday, went down towards the cities, uh, take on Concordia St. Paul, another great team, above 500. Uh, they were 5-3-1 in conference play entering that matchup, and another one-goal game that just didn't end in their way. Yeah, it's just it's another one of those those games where a couple bounces maybe go your way and you end up on the other side. But this time it was great resiliency. You love the, the, the character and the fight in this Husky club. Club here, they were down 2-0 after uh, you know after the 53rd minute, and, and they really had to push back. Less than a minute later, it's Carly Valdez who finds uh, their first goal against the Golden Bears to make it a 2-1 game. They weren't able to find the equalizer for the final chunk of change that was left in that one, but it, it, another good fight and resiliency from their team. Uh, our, our, look at that. Nicole Fries with an assist on that one as yep. well. So she came on and uh, she talked a little bit uh, about uh, about that matchup with CSP. But another one of these games, six shots on goal to uh, the Golden Bears, 10. Uh, good saves there, eight. Eight to uh, yeah. the, the Huskies' name. Uh, I wonder who's who is in goal for uh, SESU. I'll find out. I believe it was Evie I think Evie it was Cohen. Evie Cohen. She's yep. been playing quite a bit. And, yeah, it was her. Uh, yep, eight yep. saves to her name. She's had a fantastic year. I mean, just a, a a young one freshman, and she's having a a really good year for herself as right. well. She's keeping the Huskies in a lot of games. Oh, absolutely. And talk about Carly Valdez a little bit as well. I mean, she's putting together a pretty strong season, mm-hmm. too. That's a name you're going to want to watch out for as we get to the later part of the season. Three goals so far tied with the team lead with, I'm going to quiz you, who, who are the other two that are tied for the team lead on the mm-hmm. women's soccer team? I want to say Claire Shea. She has about four or five, right? Uh, she's got three. She has three. Okay, uh, so the Carly Valdez. Does got three. Claire Shea's got three. I mean, Who's the other Nicole one? Freeze has yeah, to yeah our, our guest for this week as well. So they they've all been able to find the back of the net. Just a lot of these close games just haven't been able to mm-hmm. find a couple of bounces that have gone their way. So uh, women's soccer team, uh, you know, just below that 500 line in conference play, three, four, and two on the year in the NSIC. In, in the NSIC, no slouch. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter what sport it is, anybody can beat anybody. But there's a lot of good teams on the other side of that as well. Well, yeah, so, still a lot of matches to be played. Right. That's the good news. And they they return home this weekend to Husky Stadium. We'll talk about that in just a little bit uh, later on in the show. Let's talk about another team that was on the road: the men's and women's swim and dive teams. They were off in a beautiful part of the country that we like to call Sioux Falls. We're big fans of uh, the Sioux Falls oh, region. Huge fans. Uh, a great little town out there. 
South Dakota, correct? Yes. I get yeah. my North Dakotas and South Dakotas mixed up, but not when it comes to Sioux Falls, baby. Got some slim chickens out there. Anyways, another shameless plug to a restaurant that we adore. I got a great little golf range out there as well. We had a great time when we went out there, so we just love to spew yeah, about we, Sioux Falls when we can. <laughs> we have a warm place in our heart for <laughs> Sioux Falls. But on the docket this past weekend, it was Augustana and the University of Sioux Falls. And uh, men's team, uh, you know, looked very, very, pretty solid. Uh, mm. They beat Augustana on Friday. One 171 to 68. That's a hammering oh, right there. Yeah, put the uh, hammer down, baby. A couple of Michael Phelps on the team here <laughs> yeah. for St. Cloud State. Uh, the women's team also beat Sioux Falls 120 well, and a half to 118 and a half. That's exciting. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a really close one. You know, we're going to have to get somebody on the pod from the, the swim and dive team I think here probably next, next week, week I think that's to, next to break down some of the points and stuff because, you know, I think most people are kind of familiar with the Olympics and stuff, but not collegiate swim and dive. I would love to get a little breakdown of, yeah. of kind of the point break down and how it kind of works. Yeah, we got questions. Across country too, Clara uh, well, uh, Wellhouse, yep. she had to she had to kind of explain to us how that works, uh, how the scoring system works. The lower the score, the better. Yeah. So See, you I know, did not know that. I don't think that's how it is. Now it's higher though. score. I, I, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, higher score. But uh, it would be great to get a, a little bit more of a of a rundown of kind of how that works. But hey, all I know is they had more points than the other team. Yes. So. That's Boom. a dub. That's a dub. <laughs> so the men's team again on Friday beat Augustana 171-68. to The women's team had a split on Friday, beat Sioux Falls by two points. Then they lost to Augustana 127-116. to Still a fairly close matchup mm-hmm. over there. But uh, that led into Saturday. The men's team took on Augustana once again. Another thromping 164 flat to 71 flat. Mm-hmm. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah, so good start to the season for the men's swim and dive team. St. Cloud State women's team on Saturday had Sioux Falls and Augustana on the docket once again. They swept Sioux Falls 127 to 112. Nicely done. And then they went on to beat Augustana coming back 122 to 121. Those are a couple of really close meets there uh, for the for the women's team, but it's nice to get some of those close close wins. That, that'll boost your confidence a lot of uh, a lot with the amount of competition that's going on out there. Yeah, so again, so big congratulations to the men's and women's swim and dives teams. They were able to put together some some solid competition this past weekend and pick up a couple couple of wins. Uh, they'll be back in action uh, coming up here fairly soon. We'll talk about that in a little bit once again in our preview section of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. So be sure to stick around for that. And next week we're gonna, we're going to try to we're going to try to get one of those uh, uh, e- either on the men's or women's <laughs> side or, or one of each. Yeah. We'll, we'll get them on the pod next week. So be sure to stick around for that. Uh, let's touch on volleyball. And Joey, your nose was to the grindstone for volleyball this past weekend during homecoming. Mm-hmm. And, and and these gals are good. Oh, they I, are good. That's an understatement. That's and an what's, understatement. And what's sad is they're so good. <laughs> yeah. There's just so many teams in the NSIC <laughs> that are so good too. I know. You know, you, this it's it's one of those things where you almost wish you're in another conference because you'd probably be ranked number one the entire year, but when you're being compared so closely to every team that you're playing in the NSIC, it's hard to kind of separate yourself from each team because it seems like it, it doesn't matter you know who you play. It's going to be an absolute dog fight, but it was a big weekend for St. Cloud State. They were at home for a, a couple of their games on homecoming weekend. Hallenbeck Hall was pumping. The atmosphere was incredible. You had the U of Mary Marauders coming to town. Huskies had a great match against the Marauders, and they came out on top. Yeah, they won three sets to one. First set was 25-13, beat down. 25-18 in the second set. And then it was 25-19 in favor of U Mary in the third set. Then they came back in the fourth set, left no doubt, 25-9. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really put the hammer down there yep, at the end. Dominating finish there for St. Cloud State. They picked up their first win on the weekend, improved to 9-1 and one in the NSIC, and they're just 
on the heels of Concordia St. Paul right now. Uh, another great match. So they get right. the 3-1. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on uh, mm-hmm. the Saturday game for them in a second, but let's take a peek at the NSIC women's volleyball standings because, again, so close, mm-hmm. up and down. A lot of teams in the top 25 in the national polls, the AVCA. Concordia St. Paul, one of the best teams in the country, undefeated in conference play. St. Cloud played them close. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll meet again here pretty soon. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they will, especially when we get to postseason time. They're 17-3 and in their overall record. St. Cloud State in that two spot. They now have solo possession of the two spot. For the past couple of weeks, they were tied with Wayne State and Winona State. Well, they went ahead and knocked them off and bumped themselves up a little bit. So after the entire weekend, we'll, we'll talk about the Minot uh, match in just a little bit. 10-1 and in conference play, 15 15- in four overall, and head coach Chad Briggleman has this team on the absolute right track. And they have a, a great finishing schedule, too. I mean, there's going to be, I think, a lot of victories in the in this final stretch of games. Obviously, it's still going to be hard. It doesn't matter who you're playing, but there's a really nice schedule for them kind of on the road here. They've won five matches now in a row after beating Minot this past weekend, and we'll touch that uh, touch on that right now. Minot State, they came in. They were winless. I, yeah. I got the privilege of calling this game. Chad Brigham came out in the pink dress shirt. Huskies were wearing the pink yeah, jerseys. Yeah, I saw that. That was really nice, actually. I like the little switch up. It was uh, it, was, it was a nice look there on it, the court. It was. I, I saw the footage mm-hmm. of it. That was pretty, cl- pretty clean gear they had Yeah, there. and they came out and they left no doubt who the better team was in this one. 25-11 in the first set. Second set was pretty close, actually. Minot gave a pretty good fight. Still, Huskies up 25-17 and then, hey, finish it off 25-6. Yeah, uh, this the, team will, will, yeah. will bury a in third, fourth set, fifth but, set. Yeah, and you got to preface this Minot State, young, young team. 14 freshmen wow. on the roster for the Beavers. You know how many freshmen the Huskies have? Four. And the, and the rest are, 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 you know, some seasoned veterans. And, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of freshmen on that Minot State team. So they might be really good in years to come. But Maddie Torvey led the way in assists for the Huskies in that Minot game. 20 assists. Rachel Lindsay, she led the way. Rachel Lindsay. Lindsay Rachel. She yep. had eight kills. Phoebe Rossi had eight. It wasn't really just one factor in this one because it was so spread out. Each Husky kind of got their licks in. And this one, we saw a lot of different uh, uh, ladies come into the game. We even saw uh, Keely Kushner came in to play some heavy minutes. Uh, Bella Earn, who we're not surprised to see. She had three blocks in that one. Uh, Allison Naughton came into the yeah. game. Uh, Ainsley, Apple, or Ainsley Apple, excuse me, she came in. So some young girls got some uh, some playing time, which is really nice to have an NSIC play because injuries and, and other stuff that can happen, you might need these, these, these girls in your depth coming down the stretch. So let's continue on with some more athletic programs that were at home during homecoming this past weekend, a St. Cloud State men's soccer, the new program that's here at the university this season, putting together a pretty solid start to their inaugural year. Uh, if you look at their record, uh, compare it to other teams in the GLIAC, the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, you know, uh, they may not be up there at the top, but when you're playing your first couple of games in a program uh, in their history, I mean, this team is looking pretty solid right now. And they had a, a big matchup against Purdue University Northwest, a team they lost to on the road earlier this season. Season, and they responded so well with a huge 4-2 win on Friday. Yeah, I think you have to be so uh, so excited for for what's to come for this program. And I think if you would talk to Sean Holmes or anybody on that team, if, if they would have four wins at this point in the season, they would be absolutely thrilled. I mean, this is completely from scratch. And you're taking on a team that kind of beat you down pretty yeah. good the yeah. first game you played. In the, and I think that just shows you how far they've come in such a little time that they came out here and doubled up on the Purdue Northwest. Four goals. Vukota Mastelovic, beautiful header goal to start off that one. Charlie Pritchard, there was 
beautiful goals in this there game. There was. I, 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 watched, yeah. I, I watched all six. Yeah. If you combine Purdue University, Northwest, and the fellas were putting on a show. Yeah, they really were under the lights at Husky Stadium. It was nothing pretty over sight for uh, for these guys to put on a show. Crowd was really good. Electric out there yeah. at Husky Stadium. A little chilly, but everybody was weathering the storm, and they and, and Purdue Northwest wasn't able to weather the storm of the Huskies on this night. Yeah, Zenedine Croyton had the game winner, his third goal of the season. That was in the 80th minute. So this game was tied 2-2 all the way up until mm-hmm. the final 10 minutes of regulation. Zenedine Croyton puts it away with a a beautiful goal. Emmanuel Eway with a little uh, little insurance for you with two minutes left in the ball game. His sixth of the season. He's been putting together a phenomenal year as well. St. Cloud State outshot Purdue University Northwest 11-10. to 10, uh, 23 total shots for Purdue University and St. Cloud State with 17. They held on. Goaltending was solid uh, and picked up the win on Friday mm-hmm. on homecoming. That was their debut on homecoming as well. So and so there's one thing that uh, Sean Holmes undefeated. Yeah, he that's one thing <laughs> he could say he can't say he's undefeated in the regular season can't say he's undefeated in conference uh, like like he wants to but uh, he always looks for something to say he's undefeated in homecoming yeah, homecoming one and oh so good for them uh big congratulations to them they then returned uh, it wasn't a travel day on saturday it was a travel day for davenport university to make their way into the city of st cloud and this was a Super close game. Only one goal was tallied. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it was not for St. Cloud State. It was for Davenport University. Tyler Welch, his first of the season in the 57th minute. And from there, defense just locked in for both teams and held everybody off the yeah, board. Yeah, Davenport, another one of these teams in the GLIAC that's going to be around the top. They, in the past couple of years, had a really good program. Huskies beat them earlier in the year, and, and they had to, to play another tough match here. But, but yeah, they came out on the losing end this time. But, you know, three wins right now in conference play, three and six. Uh, Total four and eight and one overall, and this one it was just a tough. It was a tough go for St. Cloud to find some offense. Only one shot on goal in this one, so they were riding pretty high after that Purdue Northwest game, and they just weren't able to to back it up with another great uh, match against Davenport. So Davenport takes that one. But right now the Huskies, if you're looking at the standings, they're kind of in that mid pack, and that's kind of where they were ranked right. at the beginning the, of the yep. year. Was they're, in that sixth. They're spot. tied for sixth right now with Northern Michigan, and in the preseason polls in the GLIAC, they were put in that sixth spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Northwood behind them. They're in the eighth spot right now. Again, no seven because Northern Michigan is tied with them as well, but for St. Cloud State, had to go up against the one and two top teams of the conference, and they split yeah. uh, the weekend. So that is a very More successful weekend yeah. for them. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's a that's a really nice weekend against two of the top teams. And now, when you're looking at the the kind of the the standings right now, you get a couple wins, you know, against the Upper Iowa, the Saginaw Valleys of this conference, and, and you're hunting for a top four spot, right? And, 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 and your first first season. And don't get us wrong, UW Parkside in the three spot, one of the top teams in the country, eight three. And two overall. Overall, Saginaw Valley was picked in the preseason polls uh, to be the number one team in this conference. They're down in the four spot, and Upper Iowa has played St. Cloud State very close. And mm-hmm. uh, you know the Huskies, uh, a couple of wins along their way. We'll talk about what's coming up next on their schedule in a little bit. They can make some big waves in the GLIAC, so, so don't count them out. Uh, a team that's putting together a, a fairly solid uh, season in their inaugural season. So there's a, there's someone to, to keep an eye out for. Let's uh, move over to the ice. Very exciting weekend on the ice for both the men's and women's mm-hmm. hockey teams. We'll start with the women's hockey team uh, for St. Cloud State. Home and home series with uh, another team. Their inaugural Division One season in the St. Thomas Tommies moving up from the Division Three level. First time since 1998 mm-hmm. these two teams met. Uh, Joey, let me tell you this. You and I, not born in 1998. 
Nobody on the ice was born in 1998 either. That's wild to even think about. Yeah, I we're guess dating the, someone who's listening. I guess the I guess the last ones that would have been born in 1998 have already graduated, right? Like Laura Kluga, she may have been a 98. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And, and maybe some of the other seniors. So that is that is wild to think about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know that that's the generation I guess now. And, and I want to say that game in '98 was a nine nothing Cor- win correct. for Saint Cloud yeah. State. Saint Thomas at the time was still Division Three. It was the Huskies and inaugural season mm-hmm. they're now up to 24 seasons uh, in in the division one level and that was their third game ever in a big nine nothing win and st thomas has come a long way because in 2021 yeah. picked up a big three two win uh, in the first division one meeting between st cloud state and st thomas yeah and we, we were down there at mendota heights to to call this one and, and this st thomas team is really no slouch good speed they got a couple really nice transfers especially in between the pipes yeah and, and that's who kind of stole the show it was saska mauer in between the pipes for st thomas and she was absolutely phenomenal i think she she had what 31 saves i think it was or was it even more i can't uh, i think it was well, it, it was about 39 was saves. It? yeah i'll, I'll I mean, pull up the stats here in yeah. just a second Let's because she this. was phenomenal. 39, 39 yeah. on 41 total shots. Yeah, she was incredible. I mean, St. Cloud was buzzing too, and, and I maybe I, didn't, I watched a different game, but I felt like St. Cloud played probably 50 minutes hockey better than St. Thomas. I, I mean, they, they were all over them, but they just they just couldn't find the net because Mauer was incredible, yeah. and St. Thomas comes out with a big win, 3-2, to two. Uh, but I mean, the Huskies, they, they put goals on, and then as soon as they scored, St. Thomas responded right away, less than like a minute and a half every time. But I, I think, too, as you mentioned, how far both programs have come, I think it shows you how far women's hockey has come as well in the past couple decades. I mean, adding new program to the Division One level as well, mm-hmm. and that amount of talent coming into the WCHA and picking up wins like this. Well, you you brought up an interesting point. There's a couple of things I want to touch on. Let's talk about the the goal splits here in this game. In the first period, uh, there was three goals scored. Uh, the first goal was scored by St. Thomas, Ali Monreen, nine minutes, 26 mm-hmm. seconds in. All right, St. Cloud State answered about a minute later. <laughs> All right, well, 1-1 there, St. St. Thomas, 30 seconds later. <laughs> All right, now it's 2-1 St. Thomas. Nothing happened in the second period, stalemate back and forth. Okay, third period comes around. Ellie Anderson, freshman from Fergus Falls, picks up her first career goal. Hey, big congratulations. Let's go. All right, 50 seconds later, St. Thomas comes <laughs> back and takes the lead. It was, it was a wild it, game. It really was just a, a, a wild atmosphere down there, and uh, congratulations to the Tommy, that's I mean that's a big win in the WCHA, and and, uh, and that's really nice considering uh, you pick up the first win of the weekend, and now you get to go to the Herb, and you can try to spoil the homecoming for the Huskies as well. Yeah, so St. Cloud State homecoming on Saturday, October sixteenth. Uh, they were back at the Brooks Center. Uh, it was a, it was a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was exactly what you expected, especially after watching the Friday game. Mm-hmm. It was close all throughout, and St. Cloud State uh, kind of let St. Thomas hang around. You know, they outshot them. 41 to, I believe it was 16 in, mm-hmm. or 17 in, in game one. And then St. Thomas really turned on a different jet uh, on Saturday. And this game ended 2 2, went into a shootout. And I want to say there was six 
total rounds. So 12 different yeah. players came out in the shootout, and St. Cloud State eventually came away with the win in shootout, got a couple of conference points, and it was uh, hometown hero Ali Cornelius picking mm-hmm. up the game winner. Yeah, it was another great uh, goaltending battle between uh, the, the two different goaltenders, too. I mean, there's yeah. two. you had Alexa Dobchak in for St. Thomas. She was incredible once again, and then you had Emma Paluzny, familiar face, obviously, for St. Cloud State. She was phenomenal, and, and when you get in a shootout like that, it's, it's like, who's going to crack first. It was Dobchuk. Allie Cornelius, great job. Walked in, buried it through the five hole. Go home happy with the win. Yeah, so St. Cloud State got on the board first in the first period. Only one goal scored in the first. It was Clara Himlarova who was coming back from a lower body injury. It was her first game. This was her first series of the year. This was her mm-hmm. first game back at home at the Brooks Center. I put a tally up on the board in the first period. A uh, member of the, uh, the Czech Republic national team was able to get on, so that that's a good sign for her. And especially after you lose uh, a leading scorer from a year ago and you need a new mm-hmm. one and then bring back another strong international forward in Clara Himlarova, uh, that helps out a lot. Liv Savar got on the goal tally in the second period. Abby Promersberger tied it up in the third with uh, seven minutes left to go. And 2-2 going into overtime. Allie Cornelius uh, with the, the shootout winner. Let's take a look at the WCHA standings and uh, want to preface this a little bit. I don't know exactly if their numbers for St. Cloud State are correct because they did give a point to SCSU on the Friday game, even though they lost 3-2 in regulation. So they would not pick up a point yeah. in that. So just to kind of run you through where we're at right now, St. Cloud State, they have a bye week coming up, but in the following week, a Halloween weekend, they t- take on Ohio State, and that's the top team in the conference right now. 18.6-0 in conference play this season. They've been on a tear so far. Then following them, it's the number one team in the nation in Wisconsin, 4-0 in conference play. The U of M is in third, 3-3 three and three with 10 overall points. Then St. Thomas in their first year with a lot of great competition in the WCHA. They're in the four spot right now with a 2-3-1 and one record and seven conference points. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be no slouch for years to come. I just, I feel like three to four years, they're going to be in the conversation for being a top four team in, in this league, and it, it's a tough one, obviously, and St. Cloud State, they want to get in that conversation. They've played a lot of good games early, and we got to talk to Claire Hickey a little bit. We had her on the broadcast, actually, on the Friday night game, and and when they went to Wisconsin, yeah, they lost both those games, but she was saying how they believe they played probably some of the best hockey that she's seen in her time here, and yeah, it, yeah you came out on the, long, on the wrong side, but I mean, you're playing Wisconsin. I mean, these are back-to-back national champions. Right. You're not going to you know, go out there and walk all over them every night. Uh, but if they can keep that up, keep that momentum, and, and you pick up some wins, you got to beat some of these teams like Bemidji, which they've been good in the past. And, and St. Thomas can be another one of those teams that Huskies are really going to want to pick up some points against because you can really make some leaps in the WCHA. Yeah, so Minnesota Duluth in the five spot with six points, and then it goes Minnesota State, Bemidji, and then St. Cloud State with, if my math is correct, one conference point so far after the shootout, not two, that it states on the WCHA website. And one thing to take into note, they've only played four games. Three of the eight teams at the conference have already played yeah. six. So Yeah, Huskies uh, did some non-conference games. Yeah. I know St. Thomas, they jumped right in. They were like, yeah. hey, let's, uh, let's go through the gauntlet now. Yeah. No, no, no warm-up for WCHA play. Yeah, and again, a bye weekend coming up for St. Cloud State. The women 
women's hockey team, so uh, don't expect them to move in the rankings this upcoming week, but we'll see what they can do against the number one team in the conference in Ohio State. The women's team in conference play 0-3-1 uh, with a pair of losses to St. Thomas and uh, one to, uh, or excuse me, with a pair of losses to Wisconsin, one loss to St. Thomas and a shootout win over there. So let's move on to some more action that happened this past weekend on the ice, and there's a lot to unpack in the uh, men's series. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the return of one of the biggest rivalries in college hockey in St. Cloud State taking on the University of Minnesota. Always fun when the Gophers and Huskies can get back together. And uh, first game was down at Mariucci in front of 8,000 people. We were able to be one of the two of those 8,000 mm. people that were there watching that game. And this was exciting. It, it, was, uh, it was low scoring. Kind of what you expected, yeah. Uh, but I mean, St. Cloud State played very, very well. Yeah, I mean, this is what you know, college hockey is all about. Because so many of these guys grew up together. There's so many Minnesota boys on this team that they played each other at really high levels, and then you you come to the collegiate level, and there's just so much pride, and that's what makes these series so great. It's not necessarily just because they're two great teams, but it it's matters because of how much they care to beat each other. Yeah, and you even had the sibling rivalries with the Perbix boys and the brothers. Zinski boys as well, so I'm sure that was fun uh, for for the entire families that were out there watching this game. But the Huskies they come out on top. It was a great duel, just two great teams with high energy, a lot of pace. They can they can come at you from any angle that you want. But the Huskies played a phenomenal game. I mean, absolutely kind of suffocated the Gophers defensively, and they came out on top. And they started the scoring. It was Yami Krana late in the first period. A little bit of a miscue there from uh, the defenseman uh, for the Gophers at his own blue line. Yami picked it up, walked it in, opened up uh, LaFontaine and opened the scoring in that one, made it one nothing. But uh, And then the, the, the second period was just a lot of energy, but nothing happened between yeah. both teams. Both yep. goalies were really good in this one as well. Then he moved to the third. It was Chaz Lucius. He found the equalizer pretty early in that third period. And then uh, a couple of minutes later, it was Mason Salquist. He's had a great start to his year. A game-winning goal for the Huskies off an assist from Joe Molnar. Molnar did a great job driving wide and just took it to the net, and then Southwest cleaned it up in front, beat LaFontaine, and that's how the Huskies got the win over the Gophers. Yeah, Joe Molnar, that's a guy we're going to get on this podcast oh, here sooner than sure. later. Good buddy of ours. Uh, yeah, he, he's quite the guy. We'll get a Molinar <laughs> report here on the Huskies yep. Game Prep Podcast coming up, but uh, the team looked good. David Rennick looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 22 saves on 23 shots. The What do you like to call him? I'll let you say it. The Slovakian Scorpion is David Rennick. Yeah, he, so let's get that trademarked yeah, we, up right yeah, now. Yeah, we have to, but he is just... he. A different level yes, this year. Yeah. I mean, he just seems so confident, and and uh, you know a reason why the Huskies are off to a great start and a, and a really tough non-conference schedule. All right, we're going to do something that we don't really want to do. We're going to talk about the Saturday game. It was uh, one of the marquee events that happened at homecoming. Yeah. St. Cloud State men's hockey taking on the Gophers over at the Herbrooks National Hockey Center. First time Bob Motzko was able to come back to his old stomping grounds in quite some time. Actually, first time since he left to go be the head coach uh, at the U of M. And uh, this place was rock. 5,500 people were there that uh, I think, at least to my knowledge, it might be above uh, uh, the old standing limit over there, but it was fantastic. It was quite the atmosphere. Yeah, I think it had to be. I mean, there's so many storylines coming into this one. The great uh, festivities they had outside uh, in the parking lot uh, before uh, before the game, and I mean, that place was rocking. I've never heard it that loud in my four years here. I mean, holy cow, we were doing some eyesight stuff, and it was like I was screaming just to hear myself during some of 
of these, uh, some of the big moments in that game. I mean, the, the dog pound was absolutely electrifying. I mean, talk about getting you up to to want to watch a game. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was really just truly a pleasure to be there as well. It just felt like it was a big moment and to watch two great hockey teams battle for it as well. Well, in one of the games I compared that atmosphere to, or at least the loudness in the building, was uh, I want to say it was back in 2018-2019. Colorado Correct. College was at the Brooks Center, and it was a close game. Mm-hmm. There was uh, there was some well, Saint Cloud State was looking to stay undefeated on home ice for quite some time. Guys like Robbie Jackson, Jimmy Schultz was still on the team, Jack Ashan, and uh, uh, things were getting pretty close there for a while. Yeah. And uh, they were able to come back and take a win in overtime against CC. And that place was probably the loudest I've ever heard a sporting event. And I think this past homecoming matchup was right there neck and neck oh, uh, with, with that one. Yeah, for sure. yeah, absolutely. You know, two great uh, two great games. You mentioned I remember that one pretty pretty vividly as well. They raced a two goal deficit with like less than five minutes to go, and, and then Newell snuck one through the arm of the of the CC goaltender to pick up that one. I, I remember that one good. But this one, hockey was probably even better in this one just because yeah. of how talented these two clubs oh, are. Oh yeah. Yeah, St. Cloud State at the time, number two ranked in the country. Minnesota, number four ranked. We'll take a look at the USCHO rankings here in just a little bit as well. But taking a look at the scoring here, Sam Henches got on the board early. His first game in a while had to miss a couple due to a day-to-day injury. Glad to have him back because he, he's effective, and he was effective mm-hmm. early in the first period. That would be the only goal in the first. And then the U of M really came out firing in the second period with a goal by Aaron Huglin, uh, the Rozo native, and then Bryce Brodzinski, uh, the brother of Easton, was able to take a 2-1 lead for the U of M and then 19 seconds into the third period it was Mr. Hockey from a year ago in the state of Minnesota Jack Peart getting his first collegiate goal off of a just a rocket and a great screen out front by I believe it was Kevin Fitzgerald yeah he he took the eyes away from the goaltender LaFontaine the puck just came out to the blue line Peart just came in to really just hold the line and throw a shot on net uh, turns out he put it literally in the net it was a fantastic shot from deep picked up his first uh, collegiate goal as well and he was uh, nominated for the NCHC Rookie of the Week as well yeah. for his efforts. Yeah, big congratulations to him. I think we're going to see a lot of them throughout the season, the mm-hmm. uh, freshman of the week. Uh, Sammy Walker picked up a goal late in that third period to tie it up, so uh, it meant like we were going to go to, to overtime after Nolan Walker had a phenomenal power play goal that was set up v- by Vietti Mietnin uh, off a set draw play and just probably one of the best passes yeah. I've seen in quite some time. It just seemed like in this one too, no matter what St. Cloud State was doing, it, they were just always a, a tick behind. They were ticked behind because the Gophers played a, a lot better of a game here on Saturday than they did the night prior. And, and yeah, it was a great play off a face-off. Purvis just slides it over. We saw him set this up about three or four times before he finally hit Walker, but he did it three or four times and just missed the stick of Easton Brodzinski. And this time, Brodzinski was in front of the net and Walker kind of just shadowed behind and he found the stick of Walker, tipped it past LaFontaine. Place erupted. Big power play goal to tie the game, forced it to overtime as well. And that's overtime. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I, how it ended. Well, <laughs> yeah, it ended a 3-3 draw, I wish. But I, we got to touch on it. We got to yeah. touch about uh, <laughs> the sequence of events that happened uh-huh. in overtime. Of course, if unless you're living in a rock, you, you, you probably know what happened if you're a St. Cloud State fan. Mm. Uh, Nick Perbix behind the net, 3-on-3 three three <laughs> overtime. Uh, I... I 
I'm not going to give my opinion on what happened. I don't. I, yeah. That's not really our place to give yeah. our, our opinions on what happened. Perbix goes down. McLaughlin had a hand on him, <laughs> brought him down back of the jersey. Uh, referee decided uh, no. Uh, he. Yeah, I can't remember if he said he tripped on the net or if yeah, he just yeah. took a tumble down or something like that. That leads to a, a wide open chance for for Sammy Walker, the Adina native. He picked up his second goal of the game, and that would be the game winner. In mm-hmm. uh, Sue's uh, rain shower. <laughs> Onto the onto the ice of the herb and uh, uh, and that that's history. I mean, we can't change it now. It's exactly what happened. So there was five thousand five hundred thirty in attendance. There was five thousand and let's say five hundred and twenty fans that were very upset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's an understatement. We'll give the, even, we'll give the Gophers ten fans. Well, there, yeah, well, even some of the U of, fan, U of M fans weren't really happy with how the events happened. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so that's how it, that that's went went down. Uh, we're not going to comment any further. Uh, if you want to go see what happened. Uh, go to Twitter. I, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you can find out what happened over there. Uh, Slovakian Scorpion and David Rennick. He did give up four goals, but he was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he made. I mean, if it wasn't for him, they're not in that, that no. game as well. He made a couple of really big stops down the stretch when the when the game was tied. There was a couple point blank chances, and he had to shut the door to even get them to overtime. Twenty nine stops. It, it, he didn't play as good as as Friday night, but you know, played well enough to win. They just didn't come out on the side. All right, so it was a split on the weekend, mm-hmm. on the homecoming weekend for St. Cloud State men's hockey. Let's take a quick peek at the USCHO polls because there there was some shakeups from last week. Of course, St. Cloud State in the week prior to the U of M series took on Minnesota State, picked up a split, and then there was some conversation. Okay, is this going to be the week where the Huskies finally jump back to number one after the Mavericks overtook mm-hmm. that with their sweep against UMass? Well, I mean, they stayed at two, uh, which which is okay. I mean. I don't think the polls. I mean, the polls don't matter right now. Yeah, they, they, they really don't. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we saw some shakeups. Michigan was playing in a. Uh, I don't remember exactly the name of it. It was a, a blackout a, tournament, wasn't it? A blackout so, tournament, something showcase. Yeah. Uh, it was up in Duluth. Kind of mm-hmm. sprung on me out of nowhere. I didn't really know it was what was going mm-hmm. on. But it was Michigan, UMD, Providence, and Minnesota State, and, and Michigan steamrolled. Uh, they looked they looked phenomenal. Five mm-hmm. one over the Duluth Bulldogs on their home ice at Amsoil Arena. Then went on to take on Minnesota State. Three two win for them. So they were the third ranked team in the country entering that weekend. Makes sense that they bump after uh, bump up after a couple of uh, marquee wins. Yeah, like that. well, I mean they're going to be a lot of favorites throughout the year. It's a it's a young team, a lot of draft picks, uh, and this is kind of where they're at. Kind of every year you see these these teams kind of out in the East Coast that have a you know a lot of young guys. That, you know, I mean pretty much the. The next generation of players that are going to see in the NHL are already playing on that team. Uh, but we know better than anybody that it don't really matter in the game of college hockey when it comes down to the end and when yep. you got to win big games. But, I mean, this is going to be a, a team that's, that's going to be high-flying, and they're, and they're going to be uh, the favorites probably heading into the NCAA tournament because they're going to have a, a lot of success in the Big Ten. Never count out the Huskies either. Just got to yep. throw that in there. Minnesota State fell down to number two in the USCHO ranking. St. Cloud State bumped down to number three. Minnesota State at four. Minnesota Duluth at five, North Dakota at six, couple of other NCHC teams in the mix. Omaha at uh, eleven, five and one so far this season. They're put to uh, don't, don't count out the Mavericks over there in Omaha. Yeah, they, I mean they surprised last year about where they ended up. They even snuck into the tournament, which was huge for them. They they didn't think they were going to get in the tournament, but they they finished really strong, and that was a that was a real confidence booster for that Mavericks squad. And they're they're, they're carrying that momentum into this year. Yeah, Western Michigan is down at seventeen. Another Minnesota school, but. 
Bemidji State's over at 19. Picked up a win against North Dakota this past mm-hmm. year as well. Uh, just peeking around. No other teams in the NCHC that are receiving votes. A couple of Big Ten schools. Uh, Wisconsin's receiving votes, and that's a team that St. Cloud State will play coming up this weekend. Again, we'll touch on that in a little bit. But before we preview everything that's coming up this weekend, let's circle back. Let's get into mm-hmm. our conversation with two, some studs on the St. Cloud State women's yep. soccer team in Claire Shea and Nicole Freeze. That's coming your way right here on Episode 8 of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Husky fans, the wait is over. One of the best years in St. Cloud State Athletics history is upon us. And we got a brand spanking new website as well. SCSUtickets.com makes it easier than ever to watch your favorite Husky athletic teams live and in person. So you better go to SCSUtickets.com right now. Purchase your season or single game tickets and return to some of the best action in all of Minnesota. This is a year you don't want to miss. Once again, SCSUtickets.com. Go there to get those tickets today. Sam, have you done that yet? I, I bought every single one. Awesome. Yeah, okay. I'm not missing a single thing. Okay, well, if you're not going to miss a single thing, listeners can't miss a single thing either. So get yes. your seat, have fun, be there, be loud, go Huskies. Now back to the podcast. Huskies Game Prep Podcast, episode number eight. Sam Getzinger, and it's uh, the return of Joey Erickson today. Uh, Joey, you've been away for a little while. Happy to have you back, filling in the seat. A couple of uh, big guests here with us this week. It's uh, you know, We have Nicole Freeze and Claire Shea joining us. A couple of seniors from the St. Cloud State women's soccer team. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good? Pretty good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, we're, hey, doing okay. It's yeah. getting cold. Not a huge fan of it. I imagine for you guys, it's, it's probably not the, the best to play in this cold weather, or do you guys enjoy it? Yeah, I mean, it's not that much fun, but yeah. we've been doing it for this long, so. Well, does the soccer ball kind of feel like a rock after a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what I figured. I thought about that on my walk in. I can't, that can't be too great. They don't get the it. comforts of the Husky Dome not like yet. some of the other teams. Not yet. <laughs> well, guys, what we usually do to start off the interview portion of the Huskies Game Prep Podcast, just kind of dive in a little bit deeper about your guys' start into the game of soccer. And uh, I know you guys are coming from from different states. Uh, Claire from Chanhassen, correct? And, and Nicole from uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Nicole, we'll start with you. What was it like getting into the uh, game of soccer for you? Well, um, I had a lot of energy as a kid, so my parents kind of threw me into everything. And soccer and basketball and a few other things just stuck. Yeah. So... Oh, yeah. so, so it just went on from there. You were able to put together a pretty solid career over there, and yeah. now we saw you here. And, and Claire, uh, is it kind of the same situation with you? Tried everything, and, and this one stuck along? No, I was very set on soccer from the age of four on. Um, I did play other sports, but soccer was definitely my favorite from four on. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting little process. But you guys played multiple uh, sports kind of growing up in high school. Uh, we'll start with one of you, but uh, Nicole, uh, do you think that really helped your soccer career, kind of playing different sports and learning different uh, activities at the same time? Yeah, I think it really helped soccer, especially I played basketball. And so there's a lot of the same principles with basketball, with soccer, with really all sports, just like the team aspect and being able to play off of each other and work together to have a positive outcome. I'm sure for you, Claire, playing uh, track and field, you're on the track and field team here at St. Cloud State as well. Uh, I mean, well, it kind of goes two and two with the, the with the running aspect of soccer. Yeah, I played basketball until high school as well, um, but I definitely think switching between the two sports 
helps your body in different ways, and you can choose different mechanics. And you don't get overworked doing one sport all year round. And you put together quite the the running career back at Chanhassen, didn't you? Yeah, um, I kind of got thrown into everything wherever <laughs> yeah, they needed yeah. me. I was kind of our extra person for every race, every event that we needed. So I really enjoyed it. So let's talk about uh, about your your process to coming to St. Cloud State. What was the recruitment process like? Was it pretty set uh, that you wanted to come to St. Cloud State? Were there some other schools in the mix, and then uh, you kind of fell into Husky Land? Yeah, um, I had very specific criteria for what school I wanted yeah. to go to. Um, and I'm a nursing major, so they had a nursing school, which cut out a lot of different programs. Um, but with that major, I really thought Division Two would be a good fit to have a balance between school and sports. Um, and then I didn't want to be far from home, so St. Cloud was in my four-hour radius that I gave myself. And it kind of just hit all the points that I wanted. And I knew pretty early on I committed halfway through my junior of high school after I met with Greta and kind of just fell in love with the school and the team and was excited to come here ever since then. Nicole, what was uh, your process like coming here? Uh, I just say that everything happens for a reason. I kind of found this school pretty late. I was looking at other schools and kind of just stopped here. Well, she had been talking with my, the coach has been talking with me and I kind of just stopped here after a tournament on a whim and fell in love with the place. Well, very cool, and I do agree with that. Everything does kind of happen for a, wee, uh, a reason, and yeah. we're happy to have both of you guys here putting together some pretty solid careers for St. Cloud State women's soccer. Uh, uh, Claire, just to circle back, Joey touched on it, mm-hmm. on the track and field team. We talked with uh, Clara Wellhouse a couple of weeks ago, who's uh, on cross-country and on track and field, if I'm not mistaken. What's it like kind of being an athlete in, in two different uh, Division II sports here, here at St. Cloud? Yeah, I think it's really fun to have the opportunity to do both, and kind of how Nicole said I don't think I would have been able to do both at a lot of different schools, so I'm really grateful that I ended up here and everything did happen for a reason. Um, there's definitely different like team dynamics between the two teams, but it's fun to be able to be part of both of them and kind of bring them both together. Mm-hmm. And then when the seasons switch, I kind of switch between teams, but you always have like them supporting you at your other sports each time, so it's fun to have like a bigger community between two sports. And you talk a little bit about the team dynamic aspect, and we, we talked to your goalkeeper, Evie Cohen, a couple weeks back and about how the season last year was cut off due to COVID, and how challenging that was kind of for everybody, and especially for new freshmen coming in, kind of, uh, you know, uh, getting to meet with you guys, different chemistry, and a lot of that was kind of cut off. What was the experience kind of like for you guys with, with a whole year off and not having to play any games? That was definitely weird, but I think it was a blessing in disguise kind of way where we all got to hang out a lot together, and a lot of us lived in the same area, so we did get to hang out and still get that team bonding part of sports, but I think we did miss the fun of like competition and competing together, but we're grateful to be able to play this year and this season. So with you on, on track and field, and then Nicole obviously having that, that year off last year, does the offseason obviously looks different for the both of you? Nicole, what do you do in your offseason? And touch on a little bit what, uh, what you did to kind of keep up with your soccer skills last year. Uh, well, we still had practices in the offseason, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. So we just practiced the whole entire year, mm-hmm. which was interesting because usually practice is to compete. So it was just practice to practice. Yeah. Um, so that was a really tough mindset switch for a lot of people. And then this summer, a lot of people started playing games. So I played for a WPSL team. Um, and that kind of was the first time anybody had played actual organized soccer in a very long time. So it was just interesting to see like where everybody was and then where everybody is now. What exactly is the WPSL? Uh, it's like a women's semi-pro league. Okay. Um, so they have a whole bunch of teams all over the country, but there's uh, 
a division in Wisconsin and like Illinois, and then there's mm. another division in Minnesota. And Very I played cool. in the Wisconsin one. So you got your travels in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that I got was it. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's good. At least you're able to get out and do something. Yeah, else. that's got good. On the bus. Well, that's good. Uh, let's talk about uh, this year a little bit. Uh, pretty much towards that back half of the season so far, uh, you guys are close to that 500 mark in, in conference play. And I'll let uh, whoever wants to take it, but who for someone who doesn't know uh, competition or what it's like in the NSIC, uh, can you guys? kind of touch on on how good every team is yeah i would argue that the nsic is one of the most competitive conferences in division two women's soccer and no matter what the standings are you cannot go into any game thinking that you have it all in the bag like any team can pull out a win any day of the game so it's fun to always have that competition because unlike high school or like less organized sports you always kind of have those teams where you think like oh we're gonna beat them like 10 to zero but you never know like you have to come into every game like it's the last game you're gonna play in battle yeah. Joy, I feel like we say that a lot mm-hmm. with, with every team that we have here at yeah. St. Cloud State and NSIC Athletics. Everybody can beat everybody on any given day. Yeah, especially, yeah, it doesn't really matter what sport it is. And, and touching a little bit on last weekend, and, and you mentioned how good the teams are. It seems like even if you guys come out on the on the losing end, it, I mean, it's a one-goal game, it, it seems like, most of the time. But uh, homecoming weekend this uh, past weekend, it, it was a lot of fun for you guys. I believe you split, right, with Mankato or, or you, Mary? A couple of tough losses. Was it a couple one nothing tough losses? and 2-1. That is my bad. There, down there okay. in Mankato and down there in Concordia okay. uh, on the road, but l- just kind of getting yeah. a, a mid, a, kind of a mid to late season update from you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of happy with the spot you're in, or what? Is, or what are some things you guys want to work on? I mean, you can never really be happy, yeah. even <laughs> if we were 11 and 0 or whatever. <laughs> like you can't really be satisfied. You can't really be happy. But I think that we're in a really unique um, opportunity position to turn everything around yeah. and really kind of make a run for it. And that leads into a big week for this week. Augustana on Friday, and then you have Wayne State on Sunday, and we'll touch on Sunday a little bit more. You guys have a little bit of a scouting report on them. What can you expect? Yeah. Yeah, we do film about each team like the Wednesday before, and then we'll practice, and then game prep on Thursday, focusing on that Friday team. And we'll focus on that Friday team until we play them, and then we'll change our mindset on Saturday to the team we play Sunday. Gotcha. Is that day in between when you go from Friday to Sunday? I, I believe when you guys are on the road, that's mainly just a travel day. Does that, that kind of split in the weekend help a little bit, just to kind of take a day off? I think it helps, especially the people that get a lot of minutes on yeah. the Friday game, to just get that little bit of rest, a little bit of recovery, so that when Sunday comes, they have the energy to play another night. Right, right. Makes sense. Mm, yeah, and Sunday's going to be a big one, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, we yes, get it to, is. It's senior night, uh, senior day, I should say, and, and for both of you guys who've been around the block uh, uh, a little bit for this program at St. Cloud State, uh, are kind of your emotions coming up on Sunday? I'm sure uh, you're going to have a lot of family in town as well to celebrate that day. It should be a special one. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I've always thought, like, I'm going to be a senior someday, and it doesn't seem like it's really real that it's now. Um, But I'm excited to finish out the senior year strong and be happy with all the accomplishments I've made here. And you guys are two of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, four seniors that uh, that are going to be honored. And, and one of them is uh, uh, Ariana, who who transferred over from the U of M. And you guys have only been able to spend just this, this beginning part of the season with her. What's it like having her on the team transfer from the Gophers? I mean... She's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we love Ari. We kind of just brought her right on into our team, and we're so used to having different people. And with COVID, we had so many different transfers and new people. It's just like everybody, once you step on the field, you're part of our family, and we've really enjoyed having her. And I want to have you guys dig deep into the memory bank a little bit here throughout your whole time at St. Cloud State with the women's soccer program. What are some of your, your best times, your fondest times that you've had with the team over your last couple of years? I'll let you think on it a little bit. That can be a hard task to dig back. 
Did you have any uh, good memories back when you were a senior in high school? Oh, in high school? I don't know. <laughs> I, you just remember the times with your teammates more yeah. and when going out after games and stuff like that more than a lot of the games, especially because my team sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> my high school team wasn't very good back in the day. But, yeah, that's what you remember. And, you know, you're friends with a lot of them still. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what I remember. But All right. Well, don't take I didn't that. Play, don't... I didn't play I didn't play competitively at a high level right, so, right. obviously well, well don't take that cop on answer let's uh what, what are some of your guys' best times here at st cloud state honestly every time i think about it i just think of all the funny stuff we do on the bus or just in the hotel it's really just like the team bonding that we have and just like the random weird memories that just like you'll cherish forever do you guys do karaoke on the bus I hear that's a common thing. We, I want to do um, karaoke the mic- on the bus. The microphone has been taken away from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, this is that's, a story we got to dive into. Yeah, <laughs> was, it, was there a certain incident? Was somebody just a little off key? Or? <laughs> no, we just. I think it might get a little rambunctious if we have okay. karaoke. Okay. We have before once, but oh, we yeah. got a new bus driver oh, this year, yeah. and we're trying to push for the karaoke maybe on our last uh, road trip. Uh, we're okay. in front of Mike's a lot, so we understand sometimes yeah. it's got to get yeah. taken <laughs> away from you if you, if you can't sense. figure it out. Nicole, do you got any uh, favorite memories looking back? Um, Probably when I bought a fish on the road. <laughs> <laughs> when you bought fish? Yeah, I bought Perseus. Um, rest his soul. Oh, uh, oh you bought a, a fish. Yep, you a didn't fish. buy fish to eat. No, you just no, bought a fish. A living, breathing fish, yep. Perseus is his name. That's not the yeah. type of fish. No. What, what kind of fish was it? Was it? A, like a beta. I think it was a blue beta fish. Yeah. <laughs> so, were you terrible at taking care of him? Is that why he perished, or were you a good he mother survived, to it? He survived that whole weekend and the, <laughs> the bus weekend. trip and that bus trip home. <laughs> okay. um, but unfortunately, when we on, we went like a month later on another bus trip, I think my roommate overfed him. Oh, okay. okay. That'll get well, you every we won't, time. We won't name the roommate. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, we'll keep the secret well, identity. Well, when was this? That wasn't this year, was it? It was uh, in 2019. Okay. So our last What, what road trip was that? Where were you heading off it, to? So our game versus Northern got canceled. Okay. Or, no, I think you we married. played Northern. Yeah. The game on Friday was canceled. Yep. Northern and then just snowed. decided to hit up a pet shop along the way. <laughs> it was a mall and there was a pet shop in it, so... Our, okay. In, well, when in Rome, right? I know, yeah, <laughs> might as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, R.I.P. To, to Perseus, right? <laughs> Perseus. What a name! Yeah. First Percy off, Percy for short. Per- okay, okay. I, I do like that. Yeah, that is a great name. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll have that in our, our thoughts and prayers heading into the weekend. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for for spending some time with us. Best of luck this weekend again. Augustana coming up on Friday, and then Wayne State. It's Senior Day coming up on Sunday. Both of those games at Husky Stadium. Why don't you go on out uh, and take a watch? You guys have been putting together a pretty solid season. Both of you and uh, Carly mm-hmm. Valdez tied for the uh, team lead in goals. Not having a hard time finding the back of the net, are you? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we have some improvement to do, but this yeah. weekend we're going to show Husky Nation what we're ready yeah. for. All right, well, that should be a lot of fun. And, Joey, we'll preview those mm-hmm. matchups coming up on the other side of the break here on the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Again, Claire Shea and Nicole Freeze. thank you guys so much. Uh, if if you buy another fish anytime soon, let us know, and we'll we'll, we'll shout it out, uh, a team Definitely. fish. So, so good luck to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. This is the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. We'll continue on with episode number eight coming up after this. Hey Huskies fans, 
make sure you download the new SESU Huskies app. Yes, you heard that right. There is a new SESU Huskies app. You can follow your favorite Husky athletic programs like you have never done before. I'm clicking through the app right now, and right on the homepage, I'm seeing the most recent stories from St. Cloud State. I'm seeing a schedule for every team. You can buy tickets on there. It even gives you interactive maps so you can know where to go when you come to a St. Cloud State athletic event. It also helps you figure out where to park as well. Parking, that's a big thing when you come to St. Cloud State University. Let me tell you what, this app has everything, and you can personalize it to follow whatever team or teams that you want to. If you want to follow St. Cloud State baseball when that season comes around, a couple clicks on the app, boom, you know everything about the team, and that is the same for every single athletic program that St. Cloud State has to offer. So go download the new SESU Huskies app, and don't miss a beat on Husky Athletics. Let's get back to the podcast. Huskies Game Prep Podcast, episode number eight. Sam Getzinger. Joey Erickson. Yeah, waiting for you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming in late. A little suspenseful. Uh, <laughs> Nicole Freeze, Claire Shea, always a fun uh, time to t- talk with them, catch up with them. Didn't know we were going to talk about fish. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that was, you know, it just it, it sprung on us, and then it just seemed like we had a multitude of more questions to have ap- after that. Yeah. Uh, so our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Perseus. Yes. And uh, his well-lived life, he lived it to the fullest on that bus and and, 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 uh, he had a great mother you know she tried her hardest it wasn't her fault she shall remain nameless the roommate that may have overfed our our friend percy she will remain nameless we won't we won't uh we won't trash her don't come asking for us either who it was because we honestly have no idea (laughs) that's true we don't that's how that's how nameless it's going to be uh joey let's take a look at what's going on this weekend it's another action-packed weekend a couple events here at home a couple on the road uh just to kind of start off with things we go over to the pitch and it's uh the st cloud state men's soccer team they're one of the teams that are on the road taking another one of those long road trips and we're going to do the the hand trick of michigan they're going to go to Saginaw Valley State, and then they're going to go to Northwood, and that is mm. in between your thumb and your pointer finger. This is correct. You're a genius. All right, thank you. Yes. Well, at least I know my <laughs> North and South Dakotas, too, so yes. that's good. So men's soccer against Saginaw Valley State on Friday. That's a 3 o'clock start time. If you, uh, I mean, hey, we encourage you to, to go on over to University Center, Michigan, and uh, go tune into that game live and in person. But if you can't, uh, check it out on the SVSU Network you can go ahead and watch it live mm-hmm. over there. So. Yeah, so they got you covered on that one. And you can go to SESUHuskies.com. You can go to the men's and go to that game, and then you can find Watch Live. It'll take you right there as well. Right. It's going to be your easiest way to yeah. do it. So yeah. there you go. So we always encourage you to do that to keep mm-hmm. up with all of our team that uh, that are on the road. Uh, just just check out their 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 schedule on yeah. stcloudstatehuskies.com and then just click on the watch live. It'll take you right to it. Sunday they're back in action. 11 a.m. start time in Midland, Michigan, against Northwood University, the bottom team in the GLIAC. So hopefully St. Cloud State can pick up a couple of big wins. Took a tough loss to Saginaw Valley State earlier in the year. I believe the score was five nothing. Mm-hmm. So let's see let's see if we we have some adjustments. See how far they've come. I think this uh-huh. will be a, a Improvement, a, a good battle for them against Northwood on Sunday, Saginaw Valley on Saturday. You can catch the Sunday game on the Northwood Sports 
Network starting at 11 o'clock. Women's soccer team also in action. They are back at home taking on Augustana on Friday and then Wayne State. It's senior day on Sunday. Both of those games on the NSIC Network, but come on out to, mm-hmm. to, to Husky Stadium. Get your tickets, SESUtickets.com or go to the St. Cloud State mobile app and get them over there as well. Yeah, big weekend and you can celebrate some of the ladies that have played here for so long and they've put on put in so much work and effort into this program and the two that we got to talk to as well as as a couple others it'll be a lot of fun to go watch them because this is their final stretch of the season and and, and talking with the with Nicole and Claire they're they're ready to finish strong they you know they want to they want to end their senior season on a high note all right also on the road it's the volleyball team a little bit of an interesting roadmap uh, for their next two games their first game on Friday against Northern State a team that's receiving votes nationally they're going to be in Aberdeen, South Dakota, which is a little ways away from Sioux Falls. So yeah, yeah, but Aberdeen, South Dakota, is still a nice place. Taking on the Wolverines should be a fun time. Six o'clock start for that on the NSIC network. Then on Saturday they go from Aberdeen, South Dakota, and I don't think in my four years of being here I've seen a road trip like this going from <laughs> South Dakota and then back to the most northern part of the state. It seems like to Moorhead, Minnesota, to take on the Dragons from the University of Moorhead, Minnesota State. Well, you know that's just kind of the way the the, the cookie crumbles, but uh, you, you know they're going to go out and they're going to they're going to be ready. I'll tell you that much. Bregelman ain't going to allow them to use that as an excuse. But yeah, a little bit interesting. You're kind of going what is it? So you're going, you're going west and then you're going north and then you come back to St. Cloud. Right. I want to say it's like southwest. It's almost like a triangle. Pretty much yeah. to a certain degree. Yeah. Isosceles triangle. Is that what you call them? I think there's something like that. I, I only know acute, acute and obtuse. Yeah, so. acute and obtuse. It's one of them. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> so they're going into an isosceles roadmap <laughs> to play their their next uh, two matches. Uh, Saturday matches at 3.30 in the evening from Moorhead, Minnesota, also on the NSIC Network. Women's cross-country teams got the NSIC cross-country championships in Wayne, Nebraska. And we're sending the best of luck out to our friend Claire Wellhouse and friend the rest of, of the team. And uh, hopefully they can uh, pick up uh, some, some good fit. Finishes there, shoot low, get some low times over there, get some low scores. Uh, yeah, hopefully they're on a golf course and they can, you know, really put a, a, a great uh, a great plan together and they can you know, get out of there. Hey, we're, we're still, I think, well waiting for our friend. She's going to beat her pre-art one of these days. Yep. It's going to happen. Gonna She's going to beat it. And let's, I'm putting the call this weekend. Let's do it. All right, NSIC championships for the cross-country team coming up on Saturday in Wayne, Nebraska. Best of luck to them. We'll recap that coming up next week. Uh, And then also to wrap up this week in Husky Athletics, it's St. Cloud State men's hockey returning back to the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center, welcoming in another Big Ten foe for the second week in a row. This time it's the Wisconsin Badgers, first time in about 10 years? Yeah, their last, well, it's 10 years since they've, uh, their last visit to the Herb. It yeah. will be since 2013 where they played against each other in the Huskies, I believe, won 7 to 2 or something like yeah. that. But yeah, 10 Let's years. Let's hope they can do that again. Yeah, 10 years since they've came uh, back to the Herb. So this will be their first trip uh, and another great non conference game. This is one of the ones on the schedule that we were really excited to have. Uh, another Big Ten opponent and, uh, you know, a, a, a little bit of a gritty team with some talent as well. Uh, talking to Coach Larson 
Wisconsin a little bit. He talked about how this is maybe kind of a mixture between Minnesota and Minnesota State. So two teams oh, yeah. that they've played. There he thinks it's go. kind of similar, so should come up with a, a great couple games here. Uh, but yeah. uh, Huskies, uh, much it would be really, really nice they could pick up a sweep. Right, and Wisconsin was a team last year that was number one in their regional in the NCAA tournament, but no Cole Caulfield uh, yeah. com- coming here, so that may change things. There is Brock Caulfield uh, on, <laughs> on the team, yeah. and, and Roman Ashan, uh-huh. uh, uh, brother of uh, former Husky and Jack Ashan. Mm-hmm. So, some, some things to look out short for should be a, a, a wonderful series. It is uh, a 7.30 start time on Friday. You can catch that game, of course, at the Herbrooks mm-hmm. National Hockey Center. Get your tickets at CSUtickets.com or the St. Cloud State University Athletics app. You can watch the game from the comfort of your own home on Fox 9 Plus, or you can flip on the radio dial KNSI 93.9 FM, 1450 AM with our buddy Jim Erickson, mm-hmm. or you can turn the dial to 88.1 FM. Blake Tyson and myself will, will be on the call for that this weekend. So 7.30 start on uh, Friday, and then a 6 o'clock start on Saturday. Busy weekend coming up, Joey. Yes, sir. And, and uh, I, I, I'm not going to get into the week following, but that one is stacked to the brim. Is it really? Uh, okay, wow. Uh, women's basketball comes oh, back. Yeah, Wrestling's coming back. And, and, and of course, your, your usual slew of fall teams are going to keep on going. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- this has been the Huskies Game Prep Podcast. Game Prep Podcast. Let's try that one more time. <laughs> Episode number eight. Um, fun time. Big thank you to Claire Shea and Nicole Freeze mm-hmm. for, for allowing a couple of minutes of their busy schedule to come on down and have a conversation. I think next week we're going to talk with uh, some members of the men's, women's swim and dive team, get some answers on how, how that all works. Yeah, because, it, I, I mean, frankly, I don't know enough. You don't know enough. And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you listening may not know enough on how that's yeah, sport this works. This is part you know part of this this whole thing that we're doing here is to learn a lot more about yep. some of these other uh, collegiate athletics. And obviously we know the, the basics, but, you know, sometimes you got to get into the nitty-gritty nitty details and, and learn a few things, which uh, we have done quite a bit. And it's always fun to have these athletes in here and talk a little bit about their stories and, and where they've come from because there's so many great stories to to have shared here and uh, it's it's fun listen and some, you want to get these stories anywhere else Who, where else are you going to talk about a fish on a bus Okay, you tell me. You tell me. Yeah, no, you're not yeah. going to get anywhere Great except week. for the Husky Game Prep <laughs> Podcast. Joey Erickson, thank you so much for joining me. Always, buddy. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Uh, it's been a great time. Uh, catch up with all the action that's coming up this weekend. Come to all the home games. Get your tickets, SESUtickets.com. Go download the SESU Huskies app as well. For Joey Erickson, I'm Sam Getzinger. We'll see you next week on the Huskies Game Prep Podcast.